As the rector of St Bride's Church, Fleet Street, may I welcome you very warmly to this service. It's wonderful that so many of you are able to join our online services, which combine archive recordings of our choir and congregation with newly recorded readings, prayers and sermons. For this reason, we shall continue to broadcast these services each Sunday, even though we've now resumed our 11am choral Eucharist in St Bride's itself. Not all of you are able to join us in person for reasons of distance or because you need to take particular care of your health, but we know that you are very much with us in spirit. May the light and hope of Christ be with us all as our worship begins. Jesus said, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. It is a great delight to welcome you to St Bride's to our choral Eucharist on this, the Feast of St Luke the Evangelist. Wherever you are in the world, and however you're listening to us, we hope that you will feel that you are very much part of the St Bride's family. We begin with our opening prayer. Let us pray. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The saints were faithful unto death, and now dwell in the heavenly kingdom forever. As we celebrate their joy, let us bring to the Lord our sins and weaknesses and ask for his mercy. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, 
who died for us. Forgive us all that is past, and grant that we may serve you in newness of life, to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, you called Luke the physician, whose praise is in the gospel, to be an evangelist and physician of the soul. By the grace of the Spirit and through the wholesome medicine of the gospel, give your church the same love and power to heal. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. The first reading is taken from the book of Acts, chapter 16, beginning at the sixth verse. They went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. When they had come opposite Mycenae, they attempted to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. So, passing by Mycenae, they went down to Troas. During the night, Paul had a vision. There stood a man of Macedonia pleading with him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. When he had seen the vision, we immediately tried to cross over to Macedonia, being convinced that God had called us to proclaim the good news to them. We set sail from Troas and took a straight course to Samothrace, 
the following day to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, which is a leading city of the district of Macedonia and a Roman colony. We remained in this city for some days. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle is taken from Paul's second letter to Timothy, chapter 4, beginning at the fifth verse. As for you, always be sober, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, carry out your ministry fully. As for me, I am already being poured out as a libation, and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. From now on there is reserved for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, 
and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Do your best to come to me soon, for Demas, in love with this present world, has deserted me and gone to Thessalonica. Crescens has gone to Galatia, Titus to Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you, for he is useful in my ministry. I have sent Tychicus to Ephesus. When you come, bring the cloak that I left with Carpus at Troas, also the books, and above all the parchments. Alexander the coppersmith did me great harm. The Lord will pay him back for his deeds. You also must be aware of him, for he strongly opposed our message. At my first defence, no one came to my support, but all deserted me. May it not be counted against them. But the Lord stood by me and gave me strength, so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear it. So I was rescued from the lion's mouth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. After this, the Lord appointed seventy others and sent them on ahead of him in pairs to every town and place where he himself intended to go. He said to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the labourers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out labourers into his harvest. Go on your way. See, I am sending you out like lambs in the midst of wolves. Carry no purse, no bag, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say, Peace to this house. And if anyone is there who shares in peace, your peace will rest on that person. But if not, it will return to you. Remain in the same house, eating and drinking whatever they provide, for the labourer deserves to be paid. Do not move about from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and its people welcome you, eat what is set before you. Cure the sick who are there and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near you. This is the Gospel of the Lord.
May I speak in the name of God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus said, go on your way, carry no purse, no bag, no sandals and greet no one on the road. Remain in the same house. I've been spending rather too many hours providing the public health pandemic response. Reading our gospel, I couldn't help imagining Jesus adding to his teaching for us today. Remember to wash your hands frequently and wear a face mask indoors. On this 19th Sunday after Trinity, we remember St. Luke the Evangelist. Luke is thought to have been a physician based on a reference from Paul's letter to the Colossians. So it is perhaps particularly appropriate that we mark his feast this year as we continue to pray for all those who are involved in healthcare. Our readings this morning are taken from those passages of scripture that have informed our understanding of Luke. Our gospel opened, the Lord appointed 70 others and sent them on ahead of him in pairs to every town and place where he himself intended to go. From the church's earliest days, it has been suggested that Luke was among this 70. Our first reading was from the book of Acts which Luke is believed to have written. The Acts of the Apostles, like Luke's Gospel, is addressed to Theophilus, and it opens, In my first book I wrote about all the things that Jesus did and taught from the time he began his work until the day he was taken up to heaven, before going on to describe what happened to his early followers. Our passage tells of Paul's missionary journeys, in particular his travels from Phrygia in what is now Asian Turkey to Philippi in modern-day Greece. It's easy to miss that it provides evidence to suggest that Luke came from Troas. The first paragraph describes the mission, missionary journey in the third person. They travelled to Troas, and from there he changes to first-person plural, we set sail, suggesting that Luke joined the group at that point. Luke is thought to have been with Paul until his death in Rome. In our reading from the second epistle to Timothy, he says, the time for my departure has come. Only Luke is with me. It is through these different scriptural references that our understanding of Luke has been pieced together. As the nights draw in and infection rates and hospital admissions rise, it's important that our initial enthusiastic support for those in our health services does not wane along with our tolerance for social distancing measures. As someone who's had to cope with being separated from other members of the church community, I realise that some clergy have faced rather different challenges. The Reverend Sheila Bridge, who is vicar at St Peter and St John in Rugby, wrote recently of her fear when anointing those suffering from COVID, conscious of the risk that she might herself become infected. She recalled God's instructions to Moses to create an oil to announce the tent of meeting. Whatever it touches will become holy, God says. Meditating on this passage completely reframed her fears. We've all had to become familiar with rigorous cleaning regimes, but here is what Sheila calls reverse contagion. She says, 
Instead of being made sick by touching a surface on which an unseen virus lies in wait for the careless or unsuspecting, imagine being made whole, being made holy by simple contact with something that in itself is holy and transmits that holiness with a straightforward generosity and without judgment for the worthiness of the recipient our fear exchanged for his hope, our contaminated thinking for his truth, our poisonous and destructive attitudes towards others and towards ourselves for his unconditional love and acceptance. We come in our filthy rags, with our wounds, our weaknesses and our worries, to receive the grace of God, to be figuratively washed clean and dressed in white, in a robe that we did not deserve, to be made whole, to be put back on our feet again, to be given the love that we need, and to find in ourselves the capacity to give that love and forgiveness to others. Her reflections set me to thinking about relics and their significance, reminding me of a recent getaway to Venice. Venice is, of course, most strongly associated with St. Mark, but the Venetian Republic also claimed to have liberated the remains of St. Luke from Constantinople, which are said to be in nearby Padua. Reformation critique of the church's misuse of relics were well-founded, I think. But nevertheless, I find the shrines of the saints to be very engaging places. Like Reverend Sheila, I don't believe oil or relics are magical, but I certainly seek to trust in the power of the one who provides for us, as he provided for Moses and to trust in the power of prayer, whether or not it is reinforced by physical objects such as oil or holding crosses or candles. These objects can help us to pray in a way that engages our senses and saves us from an overly, overly cerebral approach. From our visit to Venice, I will in particular remember Santa Maria della Salute, St. Mary of Health, a church that was built as a votive offering for the city's deliverance from an unusually devastating outbreak of the plague in the 1630s. I joined my prayers with countless others through the ages at the high altar with its famous icon of Mary with the baby Jesus. It may feel as if winter is closing in on us and that we are entering bleak and uncertain times. As we face these days, we may be made whole and holy, not by our own effort, but by remembrance of God's presence and promises. Our gospel reminds us of the peace of God that comes from trust in him and which can provide us with the strength to be a blessing to others in these difficult days, to say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. Amen. Let us now stand and affirm our faith in the words of the Christ. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made, for us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, 
was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, you promised through your Son, Jesus Christ, to hear, to hear us when we pray in faith. We bring, we bring before, before you all who serve your worldwide church. Open the minds of your ministers and give them a deep understanding of the good news they preach. We give thanks for the work of our own clergy and administrators during this testing time. And we are grateful for the work of the scientists and engineers who have enabled us to develop our virtual church. We pray that the senior leaders of our church may respond caringly to the child protection issues raised in the recent report, to the comfort of the individuals concerned. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. To our Queen and Government, and all in administrative authority, grant wisdom and foresight in the exercise of their duties that they may provide for the needs of all our people and fulfil our obligations to the whole community of nations, not giving away our tomorrow for their today. We pray for long-term peaceful solutions in the many countries where wars and pestilence rage. Look with compassion on a world where the innocent still suffer and authority is unjust. We remember our fellow Christians who face persecution for the sake of their faith. At a time when our human family is beset by grave humanitarian crises demanding far-sighted and united political responses, we pray that leaders will be guided by the rich spiritual and ethical values that have shaped the history of the free world, and they commit themselves to the advancement of human dignity and freedom worldwide. We pray for members of our armed forces serving away from home, praying that when their work is done, they may return safely to their families and friends, that their labours and sacrifice may be remembered as our leaders ponder their response to continuing aggression in an uncertain world. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for all those involved in helping our nation to recover from the effects of the coronavirus. Give strength to our health workers and all those on the front line. Bring them your strength and comfort through the power of your Holy Spirit. We pray specifically for those whose lives have been made especially difficult by the coronavirus, particularly those from disadvantaged groups. Give peace to those who have mental health issues. Draw near to those who are facing terminal illness. And help families whose re relational difficulties have been sharpened by lockdown. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. Finally, Lord, we give thanks for the lives of those who have died, especially those known to us and dear to us who have entered into the joy of your nearer presence. Comfort all who have been bereaved, and especially families whose bereavements have been harder because they could not be with loved ones. Grant that we may follow their example in this life, and so come to share with them the glory of everlasting life. Rejoicing in the fellowship of all your saints, we commend ourselves and the whole creation to your unfailing love, as we say together, Merciful, merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of thy Son, our Saviour Jesus Christ. Will you please stand? May the God of peace sanctify you. May he so strengthen your hearts in holiness that you may be blameless before him 
at the coming of our Lord Jesus with his saints. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this bread to offer, which earth has given and human hands have made. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this wine to offer, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever. It is indeed right, it is our duty and our joy, at all times and in all places, to give you thanks and praise, Holy Father, Heavenly King, Almighty and Eternal God. 
through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. And now we give you thanks that your glory is revealed in Luke and all the saints. In their lives you have given us an example of faithfulness to Christ. In their holiness we find encouragement and hope. In our communion with them we share the unity of your kingdom. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we proclaim your great and glorious name, forever praising you and singing.
Accept our praises, Heavenly Father, through your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. And as we follow his example and obey his command, grant that by the power of your Holy Spirit, these gifts of bread and wine may be to us his body and his blood, who in the same night that he was betrayed took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Therefore, Heavenly Father, we remember his offering of himself made once for all upon the cross. We proclaim his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension. We look for the coming of his kingdom, and with this bread and this cup, we make the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Lord. Great is the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Accept through him, our great high priest, this our sacrifice of thanks and praise. And as we eat and drink these holy gifts in the presence of your divine majesty, renew us by your spirit, inspire us with your love, and unite us in the body of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Through him, and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, with all who stand before you in earth and heaven, we worship you, Father Almighty, in songs of everlasting praise. Blessing and honour and glory and power be yours for ever and ever. Amen. Let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory for ever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood, which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. We do not presume to come to this your table, merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in your manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under your table, but you are the same Lord, whose nature is always to have mercy. Grant us therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood, and that we may evermore dwell in him, and he in us. Amen.
Let us pray. Lord God, the source of truth and love, keep us faithful to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, united in prayer and in the breaking of bread, and one in joy and simplicity of heart. In Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen. God give you grace to follow his saints in faith and hope and love. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.